0: scores!
1: Gilmore scores! Of the Off the glass, of left going to Aguila. Aguila in a circle. Passing to Yale, a shot. Saved by
0: all Aguila. Three bounce, another shot. They score! The Flames win it! Yeah, baby! They score! And the sea of red erupts! Flames Talk. Starts now on Sportsnet 960. The Fan. Here's Pat
2: Steinberg. Okay, so uh, we we've got a very very special hour planned for you. Welcome to Flames Talk this hour. It's Wednesday, October 18th. Steinberg, along with you from our Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. I have not one but two VIPs to introduce here. Of course, Flames Talk available wherever you get your podcasts. VIP number one. Uh, a very very familiar face, or in this case voice, um, but making his Flames Talk debut is Peter Friggin' Klein, <laughs> Primetime Klein on Flames Talk. This is the these are the things of my
3: dreams. Hi, Kleiner. Hey, uh, first time, long time. Very very uh, very happy to be here. Thanks for taking my
2: call, Pat. Really don't, really don't excited to this. Don't hang up and listen. Yeah. <laughs> Stay with us. And then look at uh, to your left, my right. Yeah, Brent Cron in studio as well. This Thank mic, it. that mic, that mic. <laughs> We're crying out loud. He's good. Uh, Croner's in studio too. Just put both in front like a press this conference. Is like a, this yeah. is the
0: Bush League setup once again. I got two <laughs> microphones. One of them work. I chose the wrong one. You know, like, what are you guys doing around If only
3: here? one of them had a light on yeah. it, that would let you know. Well, I've been in a
0: studio before where the mic's been on, but there's been no light, and then there's a light that's been on, and it doesn't work. And you know, Hey, like I'm not trying to be that guy. Like I don't require any special treatment whatsoever, as you guys know, right? Like yeah. I'm, I'm pretty uh, humble. You're very low maintenance. They're very low maintenance. Yeah. But the 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 arms on my chair are a bit too low, and I can't raise them, <laughs> and and it's actually causing a few problems. It's causing a bit of a neck issue for me.
3: Yeah, no, that, that that definitely sounds low maintenance. You're right. Yeah, yeah.
0: And the chair is built for somebody that's sub 200 pounds. Would you like to try this chair? I've actually sat in that chair before. It's way better, but I'm not going to get up and move now. Oh, I'm oh, actually comfortable okay, right now. Comfortable now. Okay. My legs are going to fall asleep on this thing. Like I've been sitting on the toilet for a very long period of time, and your legs just fall asleep, right? Same thing. Yeah, okay. It's gross. This is uh
2: this is what you come to flames Talk for, <laughs> friends. <laughs> right.
0: Inside scoop.
2: Um, well, well I don't say that after you say you're, toilet. You're <laughs> already, yeah, that's a good point. You're, uh, you're really riled up already. And so, why just why don't, uh, why don't you just, uh, I, I, I saw you on Monday night. I, I, I saw B Cron, three Cron going to work on Evgeny Kuznetsov shootout attempt. Oh, By the man. way, Francis is is in Buffalo with the Flames right now. Eric Francis wrote about the shootout over at Sportsnet.ca on Wednesday. But you're it's it's been like almost 48 hours since Kuznetsov took about 48 hours for his yeah. shootout attempt. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you did not like that. You were not a fan whatsoever.
0: And before we like, we don't have to preface anything whatsoever. I I did uh, take to the worst platform on the planet to express my dismay, and and I got what I deserved. Um. <laughs>
2: It is but, the worst platform. Uh, 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 I also can vote for this after my Tuesday evening.
0: Oh, And, and yes, it's well within the legal limits of the game <laughs> to coast at three kilometers an hour and just not move and then stick handle. And it was a good shot by Kuznetsov. It's not a groundbreaking move. He's not breaking the mold. It's a joke. It's a loophole in the system, right? It's like the LTIR with the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's like we're going to put everybody on the LTIR <laughs> until we actually have to win a game. Cause more skilled than that. It, I, I, he didn't even celebrate after he scored because it's embarrassing. He scored the goal. That's all you need to do. Fine, great, good job. You scored the goal. Sure. It's painful to watch. Like, it, it, you know, and everybody's like, "Well, don't watch." I was like, "Well, actually, I, uh, I'm watching the game, and it took another 15 minutes out of my life." And I, I, um, I was watching at home, and I was, we were having dinner as a family, family time. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it was on the, on the TV in the background. I'm like, well, you know. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. It's a shootout now. It's a joke anyway. But uh, when I uh, when I played in the American League, there was five shooters, not three, right? So this could go on forever. Right. Um, And then he did this, and the dinner ended. Like, <laughs> it, it, uh, and, and I'm sitting I there, got up. and my son yeah. is 12, and he's playing goalie. And my initial reaction is, is just, you know what? like You don't want to embarrass people, right? And you, know what, you embarrass them with your skill. That's not a skill move. That's That's... Kuznetsov's a skilled player. Mm-hmm. He's got great hands. He's an awesome hockey player. He's not beating him with skill. He's beating him because oh hey you know it's just I got all the time in the world and there's nobody back. It, it's like, I, I I couldn't even watch it. Made me want to throw up in my mouth. It was awful. Like it's embarrassing. You're watching the game. You're playing. You're watching NHL players mm-hmm. play hockey in quicksand. Like you're. It's awful. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? And you're oh, well. Marks needs to make a save. Sure. You know I was this this morning the the Flames alumni. We were all at. Uh, Making sandwiches, brown bacon for Calgary kids great okay. charity, is was good, good awesome. Good on you, good on you. And my rage continued on from Monday as we brought, we were making sandwiches for, for, for people and we were talking and, you know, they're kind of walking us through the whole thing. I'm like, ma'am, but have you seen Kuznetsov's shootout goal? And what's your take on that? As she's walking us through, like, you know, it's sanitary, you got to wash this, make sure you wear gloves, do this, do that. And she's walking us through the whole thing. I turn around and I'm just like, "Did anybody see Kuznetsov's goal on Monday?" Because I and it's, there's varying takes. The majority of them think it's a joke. There's a handful of them to think, "Well, you know, Markstrom should make that save. That's a legal play." Sure. There's varying opinions on it. Mm-hmm. You're just embarrassing the game. That's all you're doing. You, that that kind of stuff. If you're gonna if you're gonna allow that to happen, like what three on three has has become in the overtime too. It's all oh, it's puck possession. Sure, that's strategical. It's yeah, a strategical play. Great. Why don't, we you know what, why don't we stop hockey after 60 minutes, and then we can sit down and play a game of chess, and whoever wins that <laughs> game of chess wins the hockey game or gets the extra point. Like, you guys can, you know where to go and how to get there, and I don't have to tell you on the microphone how quickly that is, but it's, mm-hmm. I see that, it's like, and for me as a goaltender, I mean, I was bad at shootouts anyway. Right. You say it right like you see me in the shootouts. I was actually really good, but... Uh, um
3: so I just take I, your word. I don't <laughs> your word on everything. I don't. don't want to be mean. I just assumed. Yeah,
0: you just assumed, <laughs> and that's fair. I get it. Um, I you know I couldn't slow the game down in my mind, right? To that level of low speed, because um, there was always there was a move too that would come in where guys would come in super fast. Like they would they would fly right down the middle. They want to pick a lane, then come right left. They go back to the middle, and they would come in super fast, and they would just go slow right down. Yep. So you're
2: you're backing mm-hmm. up with speed. That's, a, that's the Patrick
0: Kane, right? And then you'd be back, and then you're like, "Oh crap, he's coming in so slow. I got to go out." And as you're kind of shuffling your feet, he scores. Like it, that's a, that's a play. Sure, I hated that too, but at least it was over in under three minutes, right? Like you just knew you were going to get lit up. Whatever, great move, good on you, make your shot. But that Kuznetsov play, I legitimately just like you know what, the NHL a joke. Shut it down. You know what? We can just create a new league or something like that. Nobody wants to watch this anymore. It's embarrassing. I'm so,
3: starting the WHA because of yeah, the I'm, I'm going
0: right back to it. I, I've just had enough of this crap. <laughs> Renegade
2: league. Look, I am the worst person to talk about this stuff because I don't have a strong opinion <clears throat> you're on not a the goalie. shootout. I, and I, it's also right. because I'm not a goalie. But, yeah. like, Klein, I, 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 this is the first time I've hosted with Klein in, in years, so mm-hmm. I'm very excited about that. I believe you're anti-shootout. Um yeah. And there are many, like, there are many anti-shootout people. I don't care. I've, I enjoy the shootout for what it is. If they want to make more three-on-three overtime, I'd like that too. Like, I don't, whatever. Like, I get it. You got to decide games in the regular season. So I, I don't really have a strong opinion, which is why I was like, oh, Cronter does. Let's bring sure him do. in. <laughs> and bring so- back
0: the tie, honestly. Oh. Bring back the tie. Okay, well, no, definitely we we, we don't do each that. get one point each and settle down. Because it, it, it's it's garbage. The three-on-three three is a joke, too. And the shootout is becoming terrible. Or it's yeah. become terrible. Um, it's, I, who cares? It's like, oh, three-on-three. Three. Well, let will just grant the puck. Let's go back to our end. Let's regroup. Let's find a seam. Can't find it. Let's go back again. And then we'll go to the shootout. It's just, you know what? I, I, I don't care. I Actually, the game is supposed to be fast. Like, yeah. It's supposed to be a fast game. And now we're getting into football territory where we may as well have four downs. To uh, get your shootout, you know what? They should hire a chaser. Honestly, the backup goalie should sit on the blue line and chase the guy. <laughs> I would watch that yeah. heck out of oh, that for like sure. That. Right? <laughs> or or yeah. somebody like you get get the you know Kuznetsov's kid or somebody just get out there like minor hockey league kid and let him chase kuznetsov on the breakaway something to make it interesting
3: did you did you have a big problem with kuznetsov's shootout attempt like it was boring i don't know if i need to uh, dramatically alter the sport because of it like I, it was <laughs> it, it was dumb and, but it worked so i i can't get too upset about it but it's it, it's in a thing that shouldn't exist anyway like the, the shootout it had its moment after that one all-star game where we went to a shootout Everyone was like oh that was sweet and then it was for a bit and then it wasn't and i i kind of noticed the, the point where it kind of like jumped the shark for me or whatever reference you want to use. Like I, I even noticed it in the, the game the other night, Coleman gets a penalty shot. And I'm like, yeah, okay. That the, one of the most, the most exciting play in all of hockey is just kind of blah for me. Cause we see it 10 times uh, a week with the, the shootout. So it, it's, it was an annoying thing that happened in a mechanism to end a game that shouldn't exist anyway. Just go 10 minutes, three on three, maybe put in an over and back rule so we don't have guys getting back into their own end and starting up again and then Two something line, like that. Yeah. But just, it, it was it was dumb. It was annoying. It worked so I can't get too worked up about it or not that well, worked what, up well, about well, it. Well, so so
0: <laughs> your, your argument because it worked isn't an argument. Like it, it's, it's embarrassing, right? It embarrasses a player. Like if you're skilled, you're going to beat them one-on-one. Right. You're, you're going to beat them one-on-one with skill. Markstrom can't, like, there's, there's still a rule, I believe, that you the goalie can't get out of his crease until the guy, like, touches the puck or, or, or gets past the, the the blue line, if I'm mistaken. I, I could be, very much, because I know that was the case, too. It's like, I always got told by referees, like, as soon as he, you know, as soon as he crosses the blue line, you can come out of the crease or, or, or whatever, right? And that yeah. doesn't make a huge difference, don't get me wrong. But it's just... I, I I know when guys would try to pull that move in practice, I would just skate out of the net. <laughs> I'm like, this is this is this is awful. You just you just. I would just leave, right? i yeah. be like, this is this is going to take too long. I'm actually going to go now and sit in the hot tub, have a sauna or whatever. Yeah, do something.
2: So what? Okay, so then what is what is the Brent Cron solution to solving this? Because Shot clock. So so do you limit <laughs> that? Would you? What would it? Is it? Is
0: it? For you, the, the last straw on eliminating the shootout? I would like to get rid of it, for sure. hundred percent. Nobody even cares about it anymore. It's not even a skill-driven competition. It's just, no. okay, yeah, here we go. Like they're, it's, it, it, I don't even care for it at all. I don't. It's, 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 it, in international play, it's actually kind of exciting. For some reason, I just love watching it in the Olympics. Because the, the same guy gets to do
3: it over and over again, yeah. right? Like that, that World right. junior, Was it the World TJ, Juniors or the Jonathan Olympics? Taves
2: was right. the World Juniors, and T.J. Oshie, Oshie was at the, the Olympics. Was at the Olympics. Yeah, we scored like yeah. nine times in that thing. And Barack and, Obama was uh, tweeting about it. Oh, that's
0: right, yeah. And in the Olympics, like, you don't have a lot of time. You're not playing 82 games. It's like there's good, there's, you have to be concise. It puts, that, it puts the stakes
2: on things. For sure. More. And then you for
0: actually sure. play a full overtime in, in whatever, like, playoff rounds, right? Mm-hmm. And then if it doesn't go, you're not going to play 17 overtime periods and go play tomorrow for the silver medal or or, or whatever, yeah. right? Like, you have to put limits on it. In the NHL, you don't need, like, you play two games a year. Like, if you're going to allow that stuff to happen, the amount of time it took Kuznetsov to get down to shoot on Markstrom, I mean, you could have played four more hockey games. And then, obviously, <laughs> I, I would trust that the listeners would know that that's an exaggeration. But right. um, but having said that, it's like I've talked to a few guys today, and they're like, well, you know, like he's got to make that save. Sure, great. That's That's a typical... Answer for a goaltender. Oh well, don't complain about. it. Just make the it save. It's, yeah. it's t- totally simple. Don't Just worry make about play. it. You <laughs> know what? Like Markstrom should have been able to uh, lit up a cigarette in his mask, and he should have had it hanging out <laughs> through the through the cage. And he should have been able to just flick it at Kuznetsov as <laughs> he came in, just flick it at his face. Right. And then he would have missed the net or something like just, Whatever. It's just it's a, it's dumb. He should have charged out like um, Hassock on Gabrick that one where he sent him yeah. pass over to you. Just, but you like, what, but just he comes in just right slow. You, you can't, can't even yet. do that. He comes <laughs> yeah. in so he slow. Just, he
3: would slowly just tumble.
0: You over. can't even surprise him because he's like <laughs> it's coming in so slow. So if they're gonna keep the shootout, and I I was
2: listening to Eric Francis, Quiz Flames head coach. Ryan Huska about just this earlier on Wednesday uh, about a shot clock and whatever. I mean, look, it would not be unprecedented. They have had a... I don't know if you know this, but there's a play clock in football. Um, Mm -hmm. But they this year, the pitch clock in in baseball, baseball and, and they are keeping it going into the most sacred time of year. It's October, and they have a pitch clock in baseball. Like That is purists are rolling over in their grave because of this, but Major League Baseball is stuck with it. So... I, I, I honestly, and this is, so our buddy Rob Kerr taught me that, you know, sometimes if you don't have a strong opinion on something, don't fabricate it. And I so I would just come across very, very false if I had a strong opinion on any of this. You don't care. I But my point is, I also don't disagree then with Klein saying, give me more three-on-three overtime. Or you saying if they're going to go to a shootout, put a shot clock on it. Because clearly there are people with strong opinions on it. And clearly, like, I'm watching the text line, and there are lots of people who are on board with you and very much in agreement with you. So, like, this is not a Brent Cron Island situation. So if if it's going to make people happy if it's going to make the shootout better or if it's going to make the way they decide games better, I'd have no problem with that if they were to tweak things. Same way, I, didn't have a, I didn't have a problem with how long baseball games were before, but I understood that people did. So I understood that they put the pitch clock into speed games up. So if they were to do something like that, I'd have no problem
0: you're with it. You're open-minded and you're a good listener, Pat. I am, um,
2: I'm empathetic.
3: Right, I, but, I stop watching when the shootouts come on most. For sure. Because like, I'm, not, I'm not learning anything
0: at that point. It's not bettering the game um, either, though.
3: Right. So I, I don't know. Does this happen a lot? Like, is, is this particular move something that happens enough that we need to make a change? Or yes. should someone just go up to Kuznetsov and be like, hey, quit it? Like, I, I no. don't know. Does it happen enough that we need to bring in clocks well, and the, things the that Well, the argument nature? is,
0: well, he scored the goal. And, oh, so and, and, are and, do and then now. if Markstrom makes you say, well, it doesn't matter, he stopped it. Why do you care? It's not a big deal. It just, it's embarrassing. It's okay. really embarrassing. That's so all what, it is.
2: Okay, last, last on this one. What would you do if you're Markstrom? If, if he, if if Thursday... drop Dropkick him. They,
3: <laughs> that
2: could be one. <laughs> uh, they have a shootout again, and it's Paige Thompson, and he does the same thing against Jacob Markstrom.
0: What, poke check... You Is can't it? poke check. He's coming in. He does, there's too no slow? time. It's too slow. So, if what's he, the best way to deal with it? Don't move. Yeah. Just stand there. Don't open up. Yeah. Well, he's, he's going to find a hole regardless, right? It's what five hole or low blocker. When you come in that slow, it's five hole or low blocker every time. And depending on, depending on what hand he shoots and what side he comes in on, you can read it pretty good. Um, but having said that, that sounds like it's, it's a simple answer. Well, just come out and challenge more, and you know he's going to five hole or low blocker and cover that. Sure, but it's not always that simple because that's also a good <clears throat> hockey player. Um, it works for guys. A, a, a guy like Jake Ottinger probably would make that safe. And the reason why I say this is because he's really calm and he's really relaxed. Markstrom is not calm and Markstrom is not relaxed. I was not, I tried to be as much as I possibly could. The hamster in my. The wheel in my brain yeah. would fly 100 miles an hour. So right? this
2: this Zen Brent Cron that we have right now, you don't, mm-hmm. it, there's mm-hmm. no not such the, thing
0: as a Zen Brent Cron, but this is <laughs> as close as you're going to get. But if you find a guy, Carey Price, right, mm-hmm. he's probably going to make that save. Jonathan Quick, probably not, <laughs> right? Yeah. And 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 it's a condition. It, it's conditioned to goalies that can wait you out. Mark Simson's not a guy; that's going to wait you out. He's very energetic. He's very you can see him when he plays. He's all over the place. He's dancing around. He's the, at his best when he's quiet. But quiet for Markstrom is not quiet for a Vasilevsky. It's not a quiet for a Samsonov, right? Mm-hmm. So when guys come in, and, 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 like, I get it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not that inept where I don't know what he's doing. It's like I would try to slow it down on Markstrom as much as I could because he thinks at 100 miles an hour you can watch him out there. Right. I don't know him personally. Yep. I make the assumption by watching his body language and being with the flames for as long as he has that his mind is like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you coming in so slow? It's taking you 17 minutes to get the red line to the blue line. You're, you're a left-handed shot. You're probably going to shoot low blocker, but maybe you're going to shoot five hole. I can't give you the five hole, but if I did that, you know what I mean? Like there's so much going through your mind and that's, if that's a strategy, you know what you win, but at the end of the day, you don't want to embarrass your players. And I think you're embarrassing your goalies.
2: So there are there are a few things that I know are like surefire will light up our text line at nine sixty nine sixty, which is open at all times. It's part of Flame Stock. It's Steinberg, Peter Klein, and Brent Cron. What a what a trio! Specifically, what a duo I'm looking at uh, here in the studio. And one of them is talking about the shootout every single time lights up the text line, mostly with people who hate it, which I believe is the majority. As much as I'm like, whatever, I believe I'm in the minority when it comes to my indifference to the shootout. Um, The the other ones are right now saying anything good about Jonathan Huberto that will completely light up the text line talking about Jacob Markstrom. And saying good things about Jacob Markstrom will light up the text line. There's a few other things Jerseys. that that will do it. Jerseys always do it. Um, goal songs will do it a lot of the time. What what have you thought? Kuznetsov shootout attempt aside, gents, what have we thought of Jacob Markstrom's start to the season?
0: You know what? I was impressed. I went to the game last week Wednesday against the Jets. Flames open the scoring. Jets come back two minutes later and score a squeaker. You know, and, well, hey, they're like, is that a bad goal? You know, he, he was able to shoot from close range. The gap was bad. But any goal that goes through a goalie, whether it's five hole through the arm, even if it was in close, as a goaltender, in your mind, like, it, it's a stoppable puck. Everybody can see it. And to, ha- to have it happen that quick was deflating for me, even when the Jets were out shooting the Flames, I think, at that time, 11-2. Um and Markstrom had made some big, big saves. Those yeah. bad goals suck. They break a team. But he battled back. The team stuck it out. I was very impressed with him because last season, that goal goes in, Flames are losing 4-1. Yeah. Right? So they start the season. He lets in a stinker. They come back. They win 5-3. We watched the game Saturday against Pittsburgh. Markstrom was their best player for the first two periods. I don't know what. Tuska was talking about when he was saying that he was kind of. Ha- I, I mean, cor- correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but he was saying too. But he was happy with a few things the Flames did, and this and that and the other thing in the Pittsburgh game. But they gave up so many scoring chances, they, and they couldn't go on the penalty kill as much as, as many times as, as they did. And Markstrom was their best player for the first two periods. Yeah. I didn't see anything of the Flames that was that made me excited. But we had a goaltender that was making the game close. Coronado scores that goal. I'm like wow. They're at one nothing going to the third period. They're on the road against a good Pittsburgh club. This is great. Mm-hmm. And then boom, it's four one for Pittsburgh, and it's like, what happened? Yeah. And and that, and you can't hang Markstrom with it, but Markstrom is he has used all of his currency with Flames fans, with me, that you just assume he's going to let people down now, right? Mm-hmm. He's got to build that back up. Where he's lost the benefit of the doubt for sure. He has, and so now you're at the point where. Yes, he's good. 100% he's valuable. Yes. But he continues to fail at the most key critical moments that cost them the game. And it's only, what, three games in? You watched the game yesterday. Flames dominated the first period. They are up 2-0, right? And it's another kind of chintzy goal that goes through you. He made some big saves throughout the game. They get a point. They're on the road. That's supposed to be a win. You, You know what? You got a point on the road. You played a good game. You you got it good good, but it was a it was a lost game for me right they I mean shoot out you hit the post twice that sucks you know well they would have gone slower is <laughs> it would have gone right <laughs> you know what and and I didn't want to go back to that place cause, because that, that little ember that was good was about to be sorry it was so close extinguished the flame is <laughs> it. now you brought your your diesel your can of diesel to that little right um and so to me right now they're no better off yet they're not or not. To me, I don't trust this team. I don't. I don't like the way Kadri doesn't care. Like, he, he he's disinterested. I watch mm-hmm. him play. Somebody's going to have to run that guy over and knock four checklets out for him to wake up. Sure. Um, Hannafin. Like, man, you know what? You got to remove the word potential from him. He's played 700 games and he's, what, 25? Yeah. He's been around for a long time. He continues to make bonehead plays and panic with a puck in his own end. Right? So... This team can do it, but for me, I don't trust them. And so, when I watch them, I expect them to fail, like any true fan of their own club. Right? You go talk to the Leafs fans. Yeah. They win. Oh, thank God we won that one. Yeah. Let's plan the parade. They lose <laughs> the next game, and it's like this team's a joke. Matthews needs to go. Keefe's terrible coach. Samsonov's terrible goalie. Or Riley needs. To, you know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. the ebbs and flows. This team has not built up, and it's it had not. I don't have enough trust in this team to believe that they're going to get better mm-hmm. until they actually get better. I'm like, "Oh, hey, if they play a bad game, well hey, man, they they've been they've been humming along. They don't have enough I don't have enough uh, currency in the bank account with the Flames right Fair. now to yeah. watch them play, to watch them play the way they do, to watch guys disinterested, to watch guys overperform or not overperform, but like perform well." Um, but you want the young guys to do well. You want Coronado to score a goal. That's great. Get them get him the puck more. Let him give him a chance. Let him fire the puck. He scored. That is an NHL goal that he scored. Yeah. That that's was the type of NHL goal that people shot. lie about what their yeah. first goal looked like. Yeah. That's right. that's that one. Like that's unbelievable. I saw it I'm like man, how cool would that be? It's not like it went in off your face. No, It's not like you know the <laughs> first game the first goal that Monjapani got against the Jets on Wednesday where like hit eight skates and popped out to the side and you buried it in the empty net. Like they all count. Don't get me wrong. But you're gonna have you're, you're leaning towards your young guys. Hubert yeah. O is gonna be squeezing the stick for a long time until he gets his feet underneath him and who knows when that's gonna be. Right? Mm-hmm. We all want him to do well. Last year was a joke. He was awful. This year, okay. Sharon Govich, a lot of potential, three games in. What have we seen? Preseason? Not much. Yeah.
3: But I'd, I'd like him to not be centering the line that he is right now, but we can talk. That's a different conversation. Fair
0: different enough. Way. You know what? But that's the thing, though, to you. Come to a team, you're not going to, you know what? You're not starting on the top line. Right. You know, we're, we want you here. We have, you have value, but you also have to hold up your end of the bargain. Yeah. And now we're kind of at a spot three games in, and it feels like we were still in last season. We got what we, I say we, the Flames have what? Three points and six, or, or sorry, three points out of a possible yeah, three six. three out of a possible six. Yes. So, hey. Okay, great. Sure. That's awesome. But uh, but they don't look any different. Yeah. And they and they say systems new coach, sure. But uh, systems yeah, but the job's still the same. Mhm. I don't buy it. I uh not the goalie expert
3: here, but I I no have way. actually yeah, right? Um <laughs> Hey, look, I lit it up in Saskatchewan <laughs> as a goalie, all right? Yeah, good. Um, but, Are He's supposed to light it up as a goalie? Well, if, if you could, I did. But no, I, I think that he has looked a little bit better. I think the team defensively in front of him has taken a bit of a step back, which I think is understandable when you go from Daryl Sutter to almost any other human being on earth. Uh, defensively you might take a, a slight step back I think that's going to figure itself out but I, I like that at least Markstrom is making a lot of difficult saves sure. right now uh, but, but it's it, you're right it's it's the the easy ones that, that are going in and that that second one I I feel 50-50 on because I feel like as us who have never played goalie at the, the the levels of which you have um as soon as the puck hits anyone or anything it's like ah well couldn't possibly have stopped it right that, Feel like he was still there though. Yeah. So I, I was a little iffy on I that one. But it it it's just he still has one of those a game where it's like if you could just
0: not, you know. But it ruins the momentum and this team is isn't confident <clears throat> enough to allow those mistakes to happen and re, and recover. Yeah. Anyway. Should probably wrap up. You know, I think we're just getting going. You we're we're, we're gonna actually not cut to break, and I'm just gonna carry <laughs> this thing on for another <laughs> thirty minutes.
2: You need to settle down. <laughs> you, need, you need I think you, it's been great. You need to go have another steak. Thank you, Kron.
0: Hey. You guys are the best. That was fun. Yeah, Um, and I'll never see you again probably. No, no,
2: no, hey, you did. I didn't hear you
0: swear. I didn't. Nope. And I slapped my hand. I know. And I stopped myself. Yeah. I know. I, uh,
2: yeah, I was proud of you. Uh, quickly before we say uh, say goodbye to Brent. Uh, Whether you're a fan of sports or a fan of great deals, 403 Local is the place to be. So, every time the local hockey heroes hit the ice, you can get two beers and a pizza for just 20 bucks. On Sundays, you can watch the football game with 50 cent wings and happy hour all day with wings also on Wednesdays. On Monday, dry ribs just $5 per pound. They also have daily happy hour from 3 to 6 and lunch specials. Weekdays from. 11:30 to 2:30. Plus 403 Locals available for private functions. Visit 403local in Canyon Meadows and at 403local.com. Flame Talk is live on Calgary's Hockey Station, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. And for your Wednesday Daily Flames Round Table brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Country Hills. Get the chance to drive a brand new GLC 300 with zero down for 1,099 a month. Mercedes-Benz Country Hills. Minutes from the Calgary Airport. Steinberg, Peter Klein, and now the voice of the Calgary Flames, Derek Wills is with us to complete our roundtable. Uh, gents, good to convene. Um, what a, wanted to ask you a little bit about something that we've talked about a lot going all the way back to the beginning of last year, and that is the potential of Jonathan Huberto and Elias Lindholm playing on the same line and becoming a productive player duo for the calgary flames at five on five we're only three games into this season we've had the preseason as well literally huberto and lindholm have been together throughout training camp preseason and now the first three games of the regular season but what have we thought about those two knowing that it's something the flames want to succeed what have we thought about those two guys together so far
1: i think the chemistry is starting to grow pat and i didn't think there was much at the start of last season then again i also think that with jonathan huberto moving to a new city and playing for a new team that uh, daryl sutter probably should have given them a little bit longer leash but uh, i can't travel back in time but you know fast forwarding to the preseason, quite frankly i didn't think they had a lot of chemistry together playing uh, exhibition games uh, on the same line so I was wondering if the Flames would circle back to it in the regular season. They have. And I would say so far, so good. They've got uh, seven points in three games between them, five of them at five on five. And uh, they do play in the same power play together. And quite often, chemistry built uh, playing at even strength uh, can carry over to the power play as well. But uh, they have looked way more on the same page this season than they did last season or even in the preseason. So uh, I think they're heading in the right direction and uh, I'm hoping to get to a point where it's just a matter of trying to figure out who the right winger on that line should be because that's been a revolving door since the start of the uh, training camp in preseason as well. And
3: I I think they've found it, in my personal opinion. I, I think Manjapani fits there really well with him um, kind of g- go in there, get the puck, get it to these two and they can do their thing and Manj is also pretty good at putting the puck in the net as well. I, I think he he fits that trio the, the best in my opinion. Like Derek said, it's all about them just kind of meshing. I, I think they've been fine. Um, I understand if there is maybe a bit of uh, a lack of patience on fans' part, just because of who they were replacing from a, a couple of years ago and how dominant those lines could be. But it, it is still a work in progress. We saw a flash of it at the end of the Winni- uh, Winnipeg game yep. with um, Huberdeau get the puck in deep. Manjapani is there, chipping in front. Lindholm, and it's a, a beautiful, beautiful goal. So you see what the potential can be. Now it's just had a, a matter of getting that more often. You know?
2: Yeah, and and I, I I'm I I do think it has been okay. I think at the very least it is. Uh... It's it's taken a step, and and I actually think you know it's funny, Derek. You talked about the uh, the even strength power play kind of uh, corollary and how one can feed the other. I all, I actually wonder. Uh, I believe it's a word. We can look that at up. At least right? most of it is. There's, there's like <laughs> proper syllables. At least like the <laughs> syllables were okay. Um, the the uh, <laughs> now I lost my train of thought. The corollary. the I, I, I swear that's a word, and if it's not, I'll copy. I'm gonna Google it. Okay. I I actually think it might work the other way. I think that because I I think they've looked good together on the power play, which I never even felt last year. I think they've looked pretty solid together and have shown some good chemistry at five on four. And I wonder if that could feed their five on five. The, the same way sometimes five on five chemistry can feed the power play so I wonder if if there's a little bit of a an opposite effect going on there or an inverse effect going on there a little bit too so I, uh, I I've it's been fine it's been better than most of what we saw at any point early last year. And here's the other thing that I'll say we're three games in. So any take that you have about a single player or, or a combination is still very, 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 very early. Like that's, it's a, to to be definitive and say, well, this will happen because of the first three games way too early for that. But what I can say is that it's been okay. And what I'll also say is that I think it deserves a good chunk of time. Like, I, I don't think even the month of October is enough for it to really be given the runway that I believe that it needs, because I haven't thinking and Ryan Huska said this either in the preseason or early in the regular season, will about, Hey, it's our best left winger and it's our best center Iceman. We, we want to give it a chance to work. And you know what, if it's the end of November and they make a decision and they put Huberto with Backland and they put somebody else with Lindholm, you're like, okay, It hasn't worked. They've given it the better part of 20, 25 games. That's a good enough runway. Three games, five games, seven games. That's not enough in my opinion. I don't think they gave it enough runway this year. I hope they do this year. Uh, Sorry, I don't think they did enough last year. I hope they do this year.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. And uh, I agree it's been okay. Good at times, but okay when you look at their entire Entire body of work in the regular season which again is a very small sample size at three games but I do think that it's been better than at any other point in time so I feel like they are trending in the right direction and you know to your point Pat you've got the best passer on your team and when he's right one of the best passers in the game in Jonathan Huberto and you've got one of the two or three best shooters on your team in Elias Lindholm so on paper it, it just makes too much sense to me to, to not get a, uh, a fairly long leash here. And we have to remember that uh, as a team, the Flames are trying to figure some things out right now. So uh, I do think that uh, once the team as a whole kind of figures out uh, the, way, the, way, the way they want to play it in all three zones, that it's going to make it a little bit easier for individuals to have success. But the one thing that I've seen from Jonathan Huberto, I've seen a few things that uh, give me hope that uh, he's going to have. No, a, don't a say that Derek. You'll get season. people
2: mad at you. I, I did that yesterday. Yeah, I don't care.
1: Other yeah, people are very upset to, to give our opinion and uh, that's what we're going to do, right, Pat? So uh, one of the things I've seen from Jonathan Huberto is that he's playing way more north-south than he did last year. Last year, I thought he was way too east-west and especially with how the Flames want to play this season and that's to to push the puck up the ice. I don't think that he can take all the east-west out of his game because that's kind of who he is. But I do think there has to be more north-south than there was last year and we're seeing him get in there on the four check and you know do a little banging and crashing which we didn't see a ton of last season he's a pretty big guy so i think he can do that effectively but the east-west is kind of what makes him special and and him finding soft spots in the ice and being able to distribute the puck to, to guys like Elias Lindholm and Andrew Majapani or whoever is playing on the right side of that line, uh, again, that's why the Flames made him the highest-paid player in the history of the franchise, because he can make passes that uh, only a few other guys in the league can. So you know, I'm seeing some some progress from Huberto individually and from him and Lindholm as a, a duo as well.
2: By the way, uh, corollary, definition, something that results from something else. Uh, (laughs) I I believe it is, it is. So the way of
3: correlation corollary, that was the, I I would just like to state as the, the other one who is in the room right now, I have worked with Pat since 2008 with a couple of breaks in there. One of them, my idea, one of them, not so much, but, (laughs) um, that is the most excited I have seen Pat maybe ever when he Googled that and discovered that that was a phrase and we have like gray cups, Stanley, UFC, whatever, but him figuring out that that word is uh, uh, among the Not words in the English language. Not only was it word, but I used it correctly. <laughs> yeah. That's, the,
1: that's what got there, me fired up. Were there some fist bumps involved?
3: Oh, there, there wasn't many, but there was one real good one. Yeah. It was yeah. pretty violent. No, I figured. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, Pat, you deserve some credit. Um, I, I like to learn. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm a student of the English language. I try to incorporate, uh, as many different words and phrases into our broadcast as possible because basically you're trying to describe the same thing over and over and over again, mm-hmm. but in different ways. So, uh, colo- col- I didn't, can't even say it. Colollary. Corollary. Corollary? <laughs> corollary. Yeah. I'm not even going to try to <laughs> I make mean, do a broadcast. I can't even say it, but I good don't. for you for uh, coming up with that on the fly.
2: Uh, Yeah, don't use the word penultimate. And also, don't ever uh, refer... Oh, yeah, corollary.
3: He's that third-line kid on the Wranglers, right? Don't ever uh, refer to snow
2: as the white (laughs) stuff. Corollary. Oh, yeah. Don't use the word stanza.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we've all heard those ones, haven't we?
2: That's that's our old boss. Uh, Love you. Uh, It's Derek Kleiner and Pat Daily Flames Roundtable on this Wednesday. Uh, Next up for the Flames is the Sabres. Uh, Buffalo picked up their first win of the season after two losses on Tuesday night, overtime win over Tampa. And a lot of people excited about Buffalo this year. Guys, are the Sabres ready to make that next step? Are they ready to take the step to being a playoff team and then... Kind of as, as we talk about, you know, you got to make the playoffs, and you got to make it a few times, and then maybe you're a contender. Are the Sabers ready to take another step from being a knocking-on-the-door team to now being a bona fide playoff team?
1: I think they have a chance to. Uh, I watched most of their game last night. They are a fun team to watch uh, for a few different reasons. They've got a lot of talent, but they're also young, and they make some mistakes, which uh, leads to uh, a fun product, in my opinion. Maybe not a winning product yet. Uh, They won one of their first three games, but they did find a way to win last night's game. They've got a team that I think is going to be a force to be reckoned with. I I just don't know when. I think there's a chance that could be this season. As a matter of fact, I think there's a pretty good chance that could be this season, and they could at least fight for a playoff spot if not get in and and maybe pull off an upset once they get there. But they've got a really young core, and I've got big question marks about their goaltending. I just... I don't know if if they're good enough between the pipes, at least not yet. So we'll have to wait and see. But, I mean, you look at what they have on the blue line. Rasmus Dalin and Owen Power are two of the best young defensemen of the game and aren't even close to being in their primes yet. I think Matias Samuelson is an underrated player. Uh, Henry Yukiharu is not a bad player. you got a, a veteran and a Stanley Cup winner and Eric Johnson back there uh, as well to bring some stability. And then up front, they've got some guys who can put the puck in the net. Cage Thompson, Jeff Skinner, uh, Peyton Krebs. So Alex Tuck, I mean, they've got a a good group of players. I I just have to see it to, to really believe it as far as them being ready to take the next step. But I love their talent. Uh, it's just a matter of, I think, when it gets to a point where they've got enough experience that it all kind of comes together.
3: Yeah, I kind of feel like they're one dude away. Um, like uh, um, like Derek said, defensively, like they have two of the the bright spots of the, the entire NHL on the, their blue line. Um, the, the goalies... Project to be very good, but we've seen that a number of times across the National Hockey League. The thing that makes me think they might be able to this year is things kind of opening up in the Atlantic. Obviously, Florida dealing with the injuries on the blue line with Montour and with with Ekblad, uh, Boston losing Bergeron and Krejci. Just has to make them a little bit worse than they were a a season ago. So, and those are two teams that were probably definitively ahead of them before Um, Tampa Bay with Vasilevsky um, dealing with with some injuries as well for the first few months of the season. So a very competitive division does feel like it's maybe opened up for them a little bit. I I think the world of Tage Thompson um, and the the guys on the blue line, but it feels like if they had like just one real dude on the, uh, in their forward group, it might be able to to push them over the edge. Well, and I I do
2: think that they are set up for being a really good team for a long time Mm -hmm. because not only do they have all those players, but they're all signed long-term like their contract situation sets up really nicely, especially as the cap starts to go up. I think Kevin Adams has done a really good job and, and does something that I have really started to subscribe to over the last half decade or so is Lock your. If you believe a guy's going to be a part of your core for a long time, start locking him up. And so that means Tage Thompson, who's locked up long term, and Dylan Cousins, who's locked up long term, and Rasmus Dahlin, and Matias Samuelson and Owen power. And these guys are all locked up for the long term. These guys are, are core parts of their team and they're going to look like really good deals. I believe in the not so distant future. So Thompson only, already does. Sorry Thompson's off, deal but. already looks great. Absolutely. Like that. And that was kind of the first check Mark. Cause everybody at first was like, yeah, Tash Thompson, that deal, what are they doing? Well, it looks pretty good after what he did last year and, yeah. and, and what he's projected to do going forward. So, I think this team has a ton of potential. I think there's a buzz back in Buffalo, which Will, you grew up in that area. You know as well as anybody how awesome that uh, that city is when the Sabers are good, and and not even that they have to be good. It's not a front-running city, but they just they've checked out on the Sabers until the last year or so because they were so bad and embarrassing, and people were actually starting to show the ownership and, and management, Hey, we're, we're not going to pay for this product anymore, but when the Sabres are good, I don't know if there's a better atmosphere in hockey than in that building. So it's good for the NHL. I have, they're on the right path. I think they need a goaltender. I really do. I think they need, they, they need yeah. somebody that you can, because I think that whether it's looking, um, how do you say his last name? Um, the Finnish guy, uh, whether it's <laughs> Devin Levi, I, I don't, Lucan and Levi, to me, you're like, okay, well, they might be good for a stretch of 10 or a stretch of five. They need a goaltender. To me, they're
1: like Dan Bladar.
2: Yeah, I, you can't, you can't, I don't think you can trust that for the long term. And if you want to be a team that is going to be a bona fide playoff team and maybe make noise in the playoffs, you can't have a very, very meh situation. And maybe Devin Levi does get there, but he's 21 years old. So... I think they're I, I think they're on the right track. I have them making the playoffs this year. So my answer to my own question is yes, I do believe they're ready to take that next step and uh, we'll see if they can do that. I'm excited to see him against the flames on Thursday.
1: Yeah, when I say that they're like Dan Villar, uh, I would say that uh, more about Lucanan than Levi, who's young and unproven in this league. but I, I just I don't think they have a guy who you could call a legitimate number one goaltender. and maybe, one of the guys they've got turns into that player, but does he turn into that guy this season? I guess we'll have to wait and see. I, I do feel like they're probably going to have to to outscore some issues between the pipes, but I'm going to push back a little bit Kleiner on the Atlantic division opening up. I think it's changing, but I'm not sure that it's opening up because when I look at that division, I, I think the Bruins are definitely going to take a step back based on what they did last regular season when they, broke records i just i don't think they're going to be that team again and i do think they can be a playoff team maybe second or third in the division or one of the two wild card spots in the eastern conference but I, I certainly don't see them winning the division i think the maple Leafs are very very good and they would be my front runners to win the division the lightning and the panthers are beat up but when healthy i still think those two teams should be considered strong stanley cup contenders i really think that when you look at the atlantic division One of the three young and and up-and-coming teams will take a step. I'm just wondering which one of those teams it will be. If I was a betting man, I would say that it will be the Senators. I think they're a little bit farther along in their development than the Sabres and the other team. But I put right there with the Sabres, the Red Wings. But all three of those teams have a lot of good young talent. But again, I think the Senators are a little bit further along. So we'll see how it plays out. But I kind of feel like, One of those teams is going to get in, and the other two will be close, but probably on the outside looking in when all is said and done.
2: Well, we see Detroit play the Flames on Sunday as well. Uh, Thank you, Willsie. That was fun.
1: Okay, uh, Kleiner, long time no see, long time no talk. Good to hear you back on 960 again, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up soon.
2: Oh, wait, and before you go, I said it wrong, apparently. Apparently it's corollary. It's not corollary. It's corollary. So I used it right, said it
1: wrong. But it is a word. And well, you're going to give me a coronary with all with all this stuff. So,
2: <laughs> Professor Professor Pat says goodbye now. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Lil- Bye Uh Derek Will's signing off. Derek Kleiner, Pat Professor Pat, on your uh, English uh, your English 30 t- uh, test is now done here on Flames Talk. Uh, that was fun. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that I at least used it correctly. That's more. Mm-hmm. I can always say something right if I get it corrected, but using it correctly, yeah. that's the really embarrassing. Because, you know. Oh, totally. Yeah. I always use, like, I thought it was infrared. No, it's infrared. Mm. Uh, I thought it was misled. No, it's misled. Like, uh, <laughs> you have those when you read them and they look right. weird, there's I, one other one. Oh,
3: indicted. No, indicted. Indicted, yeah. Indicted's a weird one, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was always tricky for me over on the, the news side, because they use a bunch of big words. Over sure here, do. I can just talk fast and it's fine. But over there, it's. Whole lot of, that. and you have to be accurate over there. So that, yeah, no, that I, I, I understand the stress, and that's why. I was so happy for you that the giant fist bump that that is reactions that are only saved for when the riders lose usually. So that was, that was quite the thing. It's also true.
2: (laughs) Uh, That'll do it for this hour. Peter Klein is on Twitter at primetime Klein, Taylor cam, our producers, and that'll do it for the daily flames Roundtable as well. Brought to you by Mercedes-Benz country Hills book, your winter detail package today for $349. Mercedes-Benz country Hills minutes from the Calgary airport.